Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey guys, good to be back. I hope everybody is doing well. Today, I wanted to explore and share a bunch of stuff that I have learned and that I use and that I'm constantly improving around this topic of accountability. And I think this is a topic that's pretty widely misunderstood and in some cases actually kind of has a bit of a bad name because I think this is very much an experience and, and, and kind of an assumption. But I've sort of noticed that I think accountability gets confused with like micromanagement. And that's really not what it's about. In fact, it's it's quite the opposite. So I think it's useful to start off with kind of like how I think about accountability. So there's sort of two descriptions, or I guess two elements of how like how I think about what accountability is. So the first one is that it's about increasing the number of doing the right things. There's nothing worse than doing the wrong things really well. So I think in many businesses and in many, many people's lives, there's this busyness thing that creeps up. It certainly creeps up on me from time to time where you want to feel busy because that makes you feel like you're being productive or useful. So you just do stuff, but there isn't actually that much thought put into what you're doing and whether it's the highest level of contribution that you can make to your life, your business, the people around you, whatever it may be. So that's the first one is to increase the ratio of doing the right things rather than doing the wrong things. And like I said, it's a little bit tricky here because sometimes people do the wrong things really well, and that doesn't really help. The second element to this is the amount of things that are getting completed. So we know pretty much for most people that open loops are the things that cause a lot of stress. So consistently just adding more and more and more and more and more things, never finishing them. They have an open loop in your brain that causes overwhelm, that causes anxiety, that causes all of these things, but you don't have a system to, to close these loops. So what I'm talking about here is that the second element is about increasing the number of things that you complete. There's a great saying, I think it came from like agile training or Kanban or something like that, doesn't really matter, but it's, it's the following. And I, I share this a lot and it's stop starting and start finishing. And it's a very difficult thing. I am massively guilty of not doing this. My brain is very much wired to start things. That's what I'm good at. I'm good at putting energy into things, getting things going. 
I'm not very good at completing things, closing loops, et cetera, et cetera. So for someone like me, this is particularly important. Okay, so that's kind of like how I think about it. It's increasing the number of doing the right things and it's increasing the number of things that you complete before you start new things. Okay, so I'll talk about this sort of, uh, I'll kind of go in and out from a personal perspective and from a business perspective. So I think the order that I'll do this is I'll start kind of like at a team level. So whether you're on a leadership team or just in a team or whatever the case may be, if you work in a team, and this will mainly be directed at sort of a leadership team, but it's absolutely applicable to, to any team that you work on. I kind of think about these things in, in three ways. So I'm not going to go through the like, detail of what these meetings are, but accountability should sit within a pulse or a meeting rhythm within your team. So I find that it's very useful to have the following pulse, a daily huddle, a weekly meeting, a quarterly planning session, and an annual planning session. I think I've actually done an episode on the detail of what these meetings should look like. We're not going to do that now. But from an accountability perspective, let's just go through how we add that element in. So in the daily huddle, it's very useful to have some version of the three things I have to get done today are. So it's a public declaration of just the three things that you need to get done. Just that little act will take you from doing zero planning, zero reflection, zero focus to just a few minutes of going, okay, if I just get three things done today, what should they be? And then you tell your team that thing. Now, you don't need to write these things down for each other and hold each other accountable and give each other hell. It's really just about saying, hey, the three things I need to get done are have this call, spend this amount of time on that thing and complete that thing. And what happens is if you're saying the same things over and over and over again, A, you will start to feel, geez, you know, I really need to get this done. But other people might also help you to go, hey, I've noticed you've said this thing like five or six times in the last two weeks. Do you need help with this? Is something blocking you? Etc. So that's the first thing is in your daily huddle, make sure that there's some version of the top three things I have to get done today are. Okay. In the weekly meeting, this is a lot more involved and I won't go into great detail, but here it's kind of taking that same concept and just extending it quite a lot further. So here it's a version of the one part is the things I need to get done this week to make it feel like a success are, and then to list those. And then to loop back the week after and just evaluate how those things went. Happy, sad, indifferent face, that sort of thing. So just, again, taking the time to think and focus on what are the things that you need to get done this week to make this week feel like it was a success, to then declare them publicly to your team, and then to loop back on them and evaluate how they went and assess how you might be better. The second part in a weekly meeting is a lot more specific. And this is around generating the actions that you are committing to do for the week ahead. And then again, circling back and evaluating whether they're done, not done, or you want to leave them on for one more week. Now, again, I won't go into the mechanics of the actual meeting, but it's the same theme of agreeing to a thing, recording it publicly, agreeing to when you will do it, and then looping back and then explaining why it wasn't done or if it was done or why it needs to stay on. And again, this is not about micromanagement. This is about bringing accountability to things. Without doing this, there is often no record. It's often just in your head or at best on some to-do list that kind of just never really gets done. It's just more dumping ground than actually a to-do list. 
And this can bring in some pretty, pretty good stuff. Then we move on to the quarterly. And I'll go over this very quickly, although this probably deserves an episode in and of itself. But this is where you set your objectives for the quarter. I like OKRs, objectives and key results. But really what we're doing here is we're saying of all the things that we could do as a team or as a business, these are the three to five, and that's maximum. There is some literature out there that says you should pick one and just one. I like to work with three to five. So of all the things we could do, here are the three to five things that we're going to do. Really what you're saying is we're going to say no to everything else. And then again, publicly sharing them and agreeing that these are the things that you're going to do over everything else that gets thrown at you for the quarter. And then the annual, you can see where this is going, I'm sure. It's pretty much the same thing, is of all the things we could do, these are the objectives. Now, just to be clear, just in case there's confusion, these things can change and probably should be kind of dynamic. But the point here is to spend the time and the clarity to think ahead, whether it's for the day or the week or the quarter or the year, to get very clear about the handful of things that you absolutely have to do. And through that, all of the things that you're not going to do, declaring these things publicly and being willing to be held to account the following period around what the progress was, if you didn't make it, why you didn't make it, what could have been better, where you need help, where you're stuck, etc. Okay, so that's very quickly on a team level how I think about accountability. And generally, you need somebody to be driving this. Generally, it will not just happen by the individual or by the team. You generally are going to need somebody that leads this process day in, day out, week in, week out, quarter in, quarter out, et cetera, et cetera, that sits there and beats the drum and makes sure that this process is happening. It's very unlikely in my experience for this stuff to just happen organically. It's a lot of work. It's a consistent effort. It can feel very tedious and arduous at certain points. But you look back over the years and you just go, wow, we actually achieved a ton and a lot of alignment because of these processes. So that's at a team level. Then actually what I'm more interested in speaking about in this episode is at an individual level. So, and I think this is where people sort of struggle more. At an individual level, there are a couple of things that that help me a lot. So I've mentioned this before, I think, in various episodes. But the first thing that I do is I have what is called an accountability group. So it's a couple of guys that I know pretty well, that I respect, and that I value their opinions. We have a WhatsApp group, and we do an asynchronous accountability check-in. You can choose when you're going to do it, but you've got to tell everybody. So in my case, I do it every Sunday. It doesn't matter what time because it's asynchronous. And I commit to sending an update every week on a Sunday around the things that I want to hold myself accountable and to be held accountable to. So in my case, it's a bit of a checklist. I won't go through the details of that because it's going to be very different for every person. But the point is, every Sunday, I send an update that shares the progress on the things that I want to be held accountable to. So I'll give you some example of the things. So I have a, I run a sort of continual 28-day habit tracker, very much inspired by James Clear's work, where there's about 10 habits that I track every single day. Some, some of these things I want to do every single day. Some of them I don't. And I track these things. But it's kind of pointless, at least for my brain, to do this if I'm not actually... In fact, I won't even do them, if I'm really honest. If, if I'm not going to have to show them to somebody, I'll probably just not do them. But this way, every week I report in and I go, hey, this is how I did against my habits. I did really well or I did really poorly. This is why I did well. This is why I did poorly. This is what I want to change, etc. 
Then I also report in on my flywheel, which I actually did an episode on recently, my personal flywheel on the different stages and how I'm doing on that, where I need to make adjustments. And I score each of the stages of the flywheel. If you want to know what that is, check out the last episode. Then I also will check in on my personal goals. And some of those might include business. They generally do. My personal goals will usually include business and personal and family, etc. And I'll check in on those as well. The next part of this that helps me a lot is to have a system that manages my everything in terms of what I need to do. So I am a huge fan of the getting things done method. I've read the book a few times. Uh, quite recently, I've decided to go properly, properly all in into it. I use Trello and I'm not going to try and summarize GTD in a few minutes, but I, I want to talk about some of the some of the key elements in the context of accountability. So for me, the unlock and the critical part of GTD is the weekly review. So on Sunday, I'll sit for two hours and I will review everything from my week. And that allows me to capture every single open loop that I can think of in my life, from personal to business, to investing, to just just everything from all sources. Personally, I've set it up in Trello, and I've got some very nifty little things like there's, a, there's an email address that my wife, for example, can just send an email to with a task or something she wants me to do. It automatically gets captured and then it's in my system and there's a much, much lower chance that I'm going to forget it. It's a pretty good, pretty good little example of a hack that you can use with Trello. So that captures all of the open loops. It also allows me to create projects and projects in this definition are really just anything that needs to get done that is more than just one task. So... It's not actually a project. It's just anything that requires two or more tasks. Again, to get it out of my head, to get rid of the open loops. Then I decide on the next actions and I categorize them. I won't go into huge detail about GTD, but really now what it means is that for every single project that I have open in my life, I need to have decided what the next action is. It doesn't have to be big, but every project needs to have a next action. Then comes the accountability part for me. At the end of this weekly review, and this is not part of GTD, this is just something I do, I elevate the things that I really want to get done this coming week. So I've now sort of captured all the open loops. I've evaluated everything. I've looked back on my diary. I've looked forward on my diary. I've got every single open loop that I can think of captured. I've then sort of elevated the ones that I need to actually attend to this week. And then this should now start to paint a bit of a picture because there should be a fair amount of consistency with what I've elevated versus what I'm checking in on my accountability group with versus what I'm committing to do for the week ahead to my team to make it feel like a success and so on. And it begins to create this really nice loop of everything being captured, but also having declared a lot of the stuff publicly to your team or what have you, which hugely increases the chance of it actually getting done. It also has given me the space to think about whether I am doing the right things. So as part of my weekly review, I often delete things that I put down before and I realize they're actually not important, whereas previously I might have just done them because they were there. Coming back to the beginning, it helps me to do two things, to decrease the amount of the wrong things that I'm doing. Of course, I still make mistakes. Of course, I still spend a lot of time on the wrong things as I'm learning, but it decreases the amount of the wrong things that I'm doing. And it increases the amount of loops that I'm closing, of the things that I'm completing or moving along. And the combination of these things make a huge impact in my life. You know, do I still get the stuff wrong? Of course. Do I still feel overwhelmed at times? Of course. But it's a lot less. I feel like I have a system 
that captures pretty much every open loop in my life. It's a simple and structured system. I have a system for deciding which of these things get elevated. I have a system for deciding when they actually get done. I did an episode on that around day types and schedules. And ultimately, all of these things that our brains are actually terrible at doing, and what I mean by that is storing all of these open loops, our brains are not good at doing that. I've decreased the amount of effort that my brain has to put into that kind of stuff with the view of freeing it up to be able to do the things that it is good at, which is solving problems, thinking, contemplating, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, this stuff is ever-evolving. If I do another episode on this a year from now, it'll probably have changed. And certainly if I did an episode on this a year ago, it would have been quite different. But the concepts don't really change for me. The tools and how I execute on these things change. And I think that's cool. I, I quite like the fact that they change. But the concepts here are, in my opinion, pretty consistent. Hopefully something in here was helpful to you. And as always, I'd like to hear if you can add anything to this or if you've got an experience that can improve on this, I'm always looking to learn. But the idea here is really just to ask that question of saying, well, why do I want to be held more accountable? Why do I want to bring more accountability into my life, my work, my family, etc.? If it resonates with you, the tools that I've shared today can, can really help to do that. I think the last thing I'll say on this is this isn't a hack, right? This is not me saying, hey, here's a hack on how to do accountability. Accountability requires effort. People in my experience that have got high levels of accountability are the people that are prepared to put in the work to do the difficult things, to reap the rewards, whatever that might be. It doesn't always have to be financial or business, but to reap the rewards of the other side of doing the difficult things, which in my experience is most worthwhile things in life require hard work. So this is not me saying this is easy. In fact, this is very difficult. This is not me saying that this is going to decrease your workload. In fact, in the short term, if you implement something like this, it'll increase your workload until you find your groove and then it will drastically decrease your stress and increase your productivity. But this is for people who actually are, let's say, serious about leveling up the levels of accountability that they bring to the people that they care about, their businesses, their teams, et cetera, while decreasing their stress and personal pressure and overwhelm and anxiety and all of those things that are just so pervasive these days. So I really hope this was, was useful to you. And uh, yeah, reach out if you want to discuss anything. Have a great week. Ciao. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.